in Chumash, Arba, Shalosh, Shtaim. Fuck with me, you know I got it. Sexy bitch, I know she about it. Hello. You know, it's so important to have a good song to get you fired up, to get you fucking motivated. Hi, bros. Hi, ultimate bros. Have you bought my lipstick yet? If not, you're gonna you're gonna love it. You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. Christina P's perfect red. Get it on my website, ChristinaPOnline.com. Buy it for the woman in your life, for the man in your life, for the man who became a woman in your life, for the man who wants to be a woman secretly. It's all there. Everybody, all you need. I'm gonna go ahead and read you a testimonial from a woman who wrote in. You wanna hear this? You wanna hear it? Here it goes. Hi, Christina. I had just, I had to let you know that I'm loving your lipstick. Okay, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I was skeptical that the shade could also be a perfect red for Asian slash olive skin tones, but it totally is. Now I'm scared that it'll get discontinued and I should stock up. Thank you for making my go-to lip color. Christina's perfect red and she even put a TM trademark. <laughs> in the email. Thank you for doing that. Otherwise, I will sue you. Keeping my jeans high and tight. Very good. She also saw me live for the first time in July, and she said I was very funny. And I always need the approval. So thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. I, I'm glad you like it. I, I have no plans of discontinuing this product. I think it's like, it's really been a dream of mine to make my own lipstick because I've used every, every GD brand out there from like Chanel to um, Wet n Wild, which by the way, not a bad brand, Wet n Wild. I, I rocked that for many, many years. I've used them all and I found like the flaws in all of them and I made the absolute perfect red lipstick that I think is just fantastic. It's got a good formula so it doesn't dry out your lips. It doesn't leave a stain for days and days, which I also hate too. Last night, my kid got into my um, very expensive other branded red lipstick and just drew it all over his face. And this morning on the way to school, he still had red on his face, even though I've wiped it off like a thousand times. So stuff like that. You're like, I don't I don't need to wear red for like a month. I just need this for right now. <laughs> so I, I don't know why lipstick companies are like highly pigmented. Um, yeah. And they're also cheap. A lot of these MFers have like cheap formulas honestly and i i spent money and people were like that's too expensive like i don't care i just want something that is good i just believe in good because there's enough shit out there in the world okay uh what else can i plug dates you know come see me do stand comedy around the country christinaponline.com i will be in donya beach um uh, 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 December 2nd and 3rd and then April 29th of next year in Chicago at the Park West Theater and I've got theater dates that are coming up too in 2023 very good I love you oh my gosh Thanksgiving Oof. this is April this, the 28th is past Thanksgiving did you have a good Thanksgiving it was great <laughs> I mean how horrible is Thanksgiving with kids and family? And, you know, it was bad when Tom and I um, didn't have kids and we would just 
have to figure out like who to avoid in our families of origin, you know, and then you throw kids in the mix and now you have to go see your families of origin because they have kids and then they got to play with the kids and then and boy, oh boy, have we learned a few tricks over the years. Number one, um, buy a hotel, stay in a hotel. Don't, you don't got to stay in the same house. Hopefully please don't. And, um, limit the time. I don't know why you, you don't have to spend every minute of every day for weeks and weeks with your family. It's not necessary. I think a, a short quality visit is just fine. In and out, bro. In and out. That's what it's all about. To quote the greatest company of burgers. I can't believe people don't like in and out as much here as they do in California. Like Tom and I went to get it the other night and no line. There's never a line here. Yeah, <laughs> There's never bizarre. a line. It's, it's wild. It's crazy. Bizarre. I think they're in denial. I think they're in denial. And I think they they think Whataburger or something is better. Like, what are they <laughs> into? Not even Yikes. fucking close. Whataburger is like jack in the box, bro. Dude, exactly. what a pile of shit between two buns. Like, <laughs> what a mayonnaise cracker fucking nasty. It's so nasty and they love it. Yeah, you, you know what Whataburger is? I feel like if they had Del Taco here. Yeah, that's, that's basically what the what Whataburger is. It's just if you're wasted, it's it's good. <laughs> Ugh, but even so, it's like frozen meat. You can taste it to suck. It's all mayonnaise. I mean, In and Out is like fresh meat, fresh, and then like real ingredient. I don't know. They don't like it. They don't. It's real potato. It's yeah. so funny to me that there's no business here for In and Out. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious. They they try to compare P Terry's. They say P Terry's is the In and Out of Texas. I'm like, no, In and Out is the In and Out of Texas. Yeah, In and Out. What are you P- talking about? P. Terry's is dog shit. It's and like, I, I don't get it. But I will say that they do, they get it with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A fucking slaps, as you kids say. <laughs> the Chick-fil-A, because it's so, that's, that's real chicken. That's not like a disgusting, mushy nugget that you get at McDonald's. You're like, what is, what am I feeding my kids? Like Chick-fil-A is like honest, I think, food. Yes, they hate the gays, but... Maybe the gays should open up their own fried chicken company. Um, and that, wouldn't that be amazing if in retaliation, the gays made their own fried chicken drive through and it's just like the flamingest, gayest, and the South loved it? That would be so funny. And what would it be called? Butt, butt fuck chicken? No, I don't know. I would definitely eat it Chick-fil-A gay. Chick-fil-A gay! That's yeah, it. there yeah. you go. Yeah, I'd, I'd fuck with that. Yeah, chick chick fuck chick butt gays something like yeah i love that yeah that would be so much better and then that would become more popular see it's all about it's all about doing your own thing and doing it better you don't got to be angry you just got to get even that's how you fucking roll right i don't get mad i get even who said that i don't get mad i get even what is that google that it's a famous line i don't get mad i get even that's a movie right yeah it's like an old ass I've seen it, but I, I don't can't get remember. mad. I get even. Where is that from? <laughs> oh, it's fucking Kennedy. No oh. way. Is that like an old school? Love Gosh. That, that was a good movie, that JFK movie. <laughs> it has a sad ending, but otherwise, we're still trying to figure out that ending. <laughs> kind of a mystery, huh? Hmm. Back into the left. Who said I don't get mad? Robert Kennedy. Wow, I'm such an idiot. I thought I heard it in a movie. I was like, it's got to be Sylvester Stallone. It's got to be Rocky. 
<laughs> nope, just a former president, like an iconic one. Robert Kennedy, he said, don't get mad, get even. Great. That's a great quote. Very nice. I was sitting down last night. I um, broke down and I had some tequila because the kids were just other fucking level yesterday. And uh, and I sat down and I says to myself, I says, self, you should write down the 10 greatest ideas that you've heard or you've read in philosophy or in around the world. And I've made a great, a pretty comprehensive list. I'll share them with you at another time because I didn't bring it with me. But uh, there's so many good things to glean from, from like Jay-Z lyrics to, to you know, real hardcore philosophers to uh, apparently Robert F. Kennedy. Holy shit. Okay, so moving along in the mom world, um, I stumbled across an article about Jennifer Aniston um, and it was intriguing because I think for so many years when I worked on Chelsea lately, it was like we, I, I feel like I should send Jen Aniston uh, a paycheck, a check for all the jokes I've written about her and her marital status and will she, won't she have children and uh, her breaking up with Brad Pitt and then go him going to Angelina Jolie and all this stuff over the years. And I think everybody's been so concerned about Jen Aniston's um for fertility status and marital status and you know I'm always very interested in in that you know it's got to be tough to go against what society for the most part is doing it's very difficult and and Jennifer Aniston it looks like okay so here's the article let's go into it first so look at the headline let's read the headline on this article this is so funny this is in pop culture. I don't know fucking what stupid publication. Is, is there any such? There are no publications. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. It's all the internet now. There's no such thing as a publication. Jennifer Aniston slams rumors. Brad Pitt, quote, left her because she wouldn't give him a kid. So I love, first of all, they always take the most awful out of context line that the woman said in a, an interview and like slap up that horrible phrase. I'm sure from what I know of her, she's a lovely woman. And I doubt she was like, yeah, he left me because I wouldn't give him a kid. I don't think that's how she said it. <laughs> that's how that reads. Very aggressive. Jennifer Aniston shared the truth of a long standing rumor about her and Brad Pitt in an interview with Allure published on November 9th, the actress called out a perception that she was, quote, selfish in her relationship with Pitt, a.k.a. Pitt Stop, as my husband likes to call him because they're close personal friends. Pitt, comma, 58. I love that. Why do they put people's ages, too? It's so funny when the tabloids always have to do that. Like, Pitt, 58. Aniston, who cares? Do we, as anybody, like, oh, Brad Pitt is 58, that old son of a bitch? Is that why they do it? So that we go like, oh, oh he's 58. Shit, he's old. Yeah. That he's must be what? Yeah. Why do they do that? It's, this is the only medium in which they have to put somebody's age next to the article. Like, if, do you, does that in like in Time magazine when they interview like Hillary Clinton or, you know, Clinton, comma, 65 is running for president or whatever. It, they don't do that. 
They my, don't do that. My favorite is when they have to like get creative because like they don't want to keep saying the person's name like later yeah. in the article. So they like the fifty-eight-year-old yeah. actor. Then so like why are you yeah. describing him like that? I know the geriatric handsome man. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay, let's go on. Brad Pitt, comma fifty-eight, which led to the marriage's dissolution. I just cared about my career. This is what Jennifer Aniston was saying. I just cared about my career, and God forbid a woman is successful and doesn't have a child, she said. And the reason my husband left me, why we broke up and ended our marriage, was because I wouldn't give him a kid. It was absolute lies. I don't have anything to hide at this point. The Friends alum said it was really hard to deal with the public speculation about her private life. I would have given anything if someone had said to me, freeze your eggs, do yourself a favor. You just don't think it. So here I am today. The ship has sailed. Okay, so after her separation, she said she always wanted children. I did, I do, and I will. In 98, she made headlines for Dating Pit. And after the two married, Aniston expressed interest in having a child. Having a child, it's time, it's time. You know, I think you can work with a baby. I think you can work pregnant. I think you can do all of it, she told The Guardian. So I'm truly just looking forward to slowing down. During their marriage, Aniston revealed she had tried everything to become a mother, including IVF and Chinese tea. <laughs> I, I just, I love that they like switch that. Like it should be like from Chinese tea to IVF. Like science first and then whatever. Like Chinese tea. She said, I was throwing everything at it. Okay. You know, it's, this is such a complicated, okay. The pair announced they're split after five years of marriage during their breakup, blah, blah, blah. He had an affair. We know this. We all know this. Okay. So there's so many interesting things going on in this, in this article. Um, Number one, what does mama Christina always tell? (laughs) This one's fantastic. Mommy Christina always tells you. Number one, buy a good bra. You must have good bra because a good bra shapes your whole, your breasts, makes your outfit look nice, okay? Buy a new bra that fits well. Every six months you change your bra. Number one, number one. Number two is freeze your eggs. I'm telling you this for so many years on this show. No, haven't I? I tell these people this all the fucking time. Freeze your eggs. Go check on your fertility early so that way... You have peace of mind. Let's say you're a 28-year-old, 30-year-old woman, and you're like, I think I want to become a doctor or a lawyer. I want to have a career. Fine. Go check on the fertility. Get that squared away. Know. Know your fertility levels. Know how much time you have. You know, I think what happens is a lot of people don't want to deal with the reality of biology. It is a it is reality. There's a window of time to do everything in life, and then that window goes away there's a a, a, a season it's in the bible a season to reap right a time to sow a time to mourn a time to fuck your mother a time to finger your sister there's a time for everything and if you miss the window of opportunity then it goes away and i think the women's movement if they want to be honest with you you got to tell women that yeah you can do the career you can do every you can just not at the same time and you got to plan just plan just plan face the demon the dragon because it is scary because we what if i find out that i'm not for i know it's terrifying so find out and and you know the good news is ladies is that you freeze those eggs and that a uterus is good until 50 to carry eggs this is true now to carry babies sorry the uterus can carry babies 
uh, in their 50s. Now, does that mean you want to be pregnant and have a baby at 50? I don't know. That's tougher. Definitely, biologically speaking, you don't want to do that. It's just tougher. So there's that component of freezing your eggs. And then, Josh, bring up the next article. I just love this picture they chose of her. So I... As you know, I'm an Anglophile. I love the Telegraph. It's my news source overseas in the UK, across the pond, as we like to say. So this is the same story. And then look at the image they chose for Jennifer Aniston. Same story, different image. So what the Brits like to do is go for the emotion, whereas the Americans like to go for the shock. I wouldn't give them a kid. Fucking asshole said I wouldn't give him a kid. It's more confrontational and upset. This one's more morose and sad, and it, it gets you right in the gut. There's a picture of her, if, if you're not watching this on YouTube, where she's looking extremely forlorn. She's in a darkened doorway. Um, she's got her left hand up on her chin. No wedding ring to, to imply that she is very much alone. Um, there is a gold band, but it's on her middle finger, not on the right finger, the, the wedding finger, you know, the married finger. And she's looking very sad um, off into the distance. And here's the quote. I would have given anything if someone had said to me, freeze your eggs, do yourself a favor. That's the quote. Very different approach. Uh, one, like I said, it inspires anger in you. Like, what do you mean? She wouldn't give him a kid. And then this one is like, I've, my life is over. I've ruined everything. I, I, I procrastinated. I was a selfish person. I, I focused on the career and I should have been focusing on my fertility. <laughs> Two different narratives. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, yeah, so this one paints her as like the sad career spinster who, who just you know, rested on her laurels. Now look, look at her. Just look how sad and pathetic she is. <laughs> She's just sitting on those billions of dollars of friends' money, just crying herself to sleep every night in the Pacific Palisades in her mansion, <laughs> banging hot young 20-year-old dudes, going to yoga, sleeping in on Saturdays. I'm sure her life is just terrible with her private chef. I mean, you know... I don't know her. I'm sure she's, she's, lo I, from all I've heard is that she's just lovely, lovely. So I'm sure that she's gotten over the grief of maybe not being able to have children. She can still adopt. It's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, look, what's interesting is that it does bring up the, the reality here. The, so many questions about feminism and it, and about what it means to be a mother. And, uh, you know, gosh, I'm always thinking about Beyonce when she did that amazing performance as the, the what was the cheerleader performance? The drum, drum, drum line. Am I retarded? What was it? She just pumped out a baby and then she does, she does this performance as like the cheerleader with all the girls behind her. And it was like the most, and they did a documentary. They followed her. She just had a child and oh gosh. And she worked so hard. It was, yeah, that one, that one with the pom pom, that one, the best performer of her generation. Click, click on that. Let's read that. This always, this has always stuck with me for so many years. The best performer of her generation, Beyonce surpassed even ha her, even herself at Coachella. That's right. It was Coachella. 
And I remember watching this documentary. Oh, because it was on Netflix, I think. Her preparing for this legendary performance at Coachella. And it was astounding, by the way. Yes, it was It was like mind-blowingly good. So she was pregnant and they, they wanted her to do it the year before and she had to not do it because she was pregnant. But she was like, yeah, I can just, I'll have the baby and then I'll work immediately after to get ready for this performance. And she has the baby. And then during this documentary, they're like, she's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm literally like, what is it? Two or three weeks postpartum. And I'm dancing for 10 hours a day. So it's great because I'm losing all this baby weight super fast and it's hard. And I'm like, the whole time I'm just thinking, this is such a Herculean effort. Like you're just newly postpartum and you're like, I got to do this at Coachella. I'd be like, dude, I fuck Coachella. That's me. I'm like, I'll see those motherfuckers in two years when I've <laughs> backed in, back in action. But, uh, but yeah, I think some some women really have the drive to just go career, 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 full throttle, full throttle. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think you, but but the lie is, uh, and, and I think it's really inter- and, and interesting and dangerous too, and I feel like compelled to share with people is like, yes, you can go full throttle. Yeah, you can put your foot on the pedal and still have kids and go and go. But somebody's got to raise those kids somebody's got to raise the kids. (laughs) So if you have a grandmother, an aunt, you have, I know that Beyonce is close with her family, so maybe her mom is helping her. Amazing. There needs to be somebody with those kiddos. So that's always the thing. It's like, yeah, but who's fucking at home with those babies, man? Uh, And also it's so heartbreaking to leave your children. And some women don't have a choice. I know, like doctors, how do these women have babies? Like surgeons, they have to drop their baby and then just, Go back to work. Ay, ay, ay. It's very heartbreaking. So no women just know that it is a decision you make after you have a baby. It's not the easiest choice in the world where you see your newborn. And I just met a doctor. I just went to my my dermatologist and she's like, yeah, it's my first day back. I gave my kid to daycare and I cried the whole time. I'm like, that's the reality of it. So, you know. You gotta fucking think about all this stuff. It's it is very very hard. It's very difficult, and and you have to. You can do it all, just not at the same time. Not at the same time. So this is neat too. This is on your. Uh, let's just keep talking about fertility since we're there. Hey Hitler, I know your podcast is meant for moms, but I'm a wannabe mom. I'm 36 and married, but haven't been blessed with a little shit stain of my own. Not for lack of trying. I love your no bullshit, non-fluffy advice on anything related to trying to become a mom or any part of your experience with fertility. I'm so tired of people saying, just relax, and it'll happen when the time is right. The fact is, it sucks and it's hard. Piss on me, beat me. You're right. You're right. It is hard. It's, a, it's like one of these things that nobody wants to talk about because it's such a horrible time, the fertility stuff. It's really hard. Nobody wants to talk about how they got pregnant because you want to forget it as soon as possible. You're just like, fuck, get this out of here. So what apropos our earlier discussion, what I said is freeze your eggs. The the best thing you can do also is just be aware of your levels. Go get your FSH tested. That's the level you want to know. It tests your actual level of fertility and, and how likely it will be for you to get pregnant easily, the FSH level. You get that tested, you go to a fertility doctor, they monitor you for one cycle, 
and they take a blood draw at like your ovulation time, at your period time, and they just check your estrogen, your progesterone, all these hormones that you need to get ready. They look at your uterus, make sure that that's intact and there are no tumors or abrasions or whatever. They look at your fallopian tubes to check that those are healthy and clear because maybe those have, you know, various, you can have all kinds of problems, blockages. They look at your ovaries to make sure there's no tumors on those. Now here's two, I've, I've even had a, uh, a uterine, I have a, some kind of a growth on the outside of my uterus, but it's okay because it wouldn't affect, so it just doesn't affect the baby. So just know all the stuff. I think getting to know the truth is really going to help you. Okay, so that being said, um, everyone's like, yeah, just relax. It'll ha-. It's like, no, that's just, that's lazy. I think people are so lazy. Like, here's what you're going to do, sis. Beck, go down to Rite Aid or wherever your liquor liquor store, liquor store, that's later. Go to the drugstore, buy what's called an ovulation test kit. And they're these like sticks and you pee on them and they tell you when you're ovulating. It's the easiest thing ever. So they'll give you like a thumbs up or I think it's like a finger in a hole and they're like, go bang. And then you go bang. But here's the other secret nobody tells you is that even when you get a positive fertility go bang symbol, it, that's even sometimes too late. So you actually need to be banging. So, so monitor your, your cycles. Know when you're, you ovulate. So count the days after your period that you start ovulating. So you know like, oh, I'm like a day 13 ovulator, meaning 13 days after the start of your period the first day. Great. That means that you need to be banging like two days before you ovulate so that the sperm is already in the fallopian tubes. In the fallopian tubes. Pull up the biology of a woman, please. This is the sneaky little secret that your mama don't tell you. And this is what I, this is how I got preggers with Ellis. You got to bang before you, you ovulate, not during, it's too late. So there's the fallopian tubes. Look at the one, two, three picture. That's a lovely diagram. Fallopian tubes. There you go. So your ovaries ovary one on this side one on that side right the egg comes out of the ovary and it goes into the fallopian tube and that's where it gets fertilized so you need to make sure there's sperm in your fallopian tube so that the minute that sucker gets out of the ovary boom it's fertilized so he needs to be blowing loads like two days before during and then even after just in case so you want like all the jizz in you all the cum get marked I mean it. Give all the come early, early, earlier. So monitor your cycle, get the ovulation pee kit, and then bang before you ovulate. That's the absolute best thing. And then the just relax stuff. Yeah, good luck. You're not going to be able to relax. This is where alcohol comes in. Drink wine. Seriously, everybody I know that's gotten pregnant accidentally or after they've been trying, drink, drink wine, drink wine and screw, and screw as much as you can, and have fun, and, and there's nothing you can do. It's all out of your control. And guess what? Once you get preggers, when you do get preggers, because you likely, hopefully, will, the development of that fetus is out of your hands. You're out of control even more now, because you're just praying that the blueprint of that little guy is coming together to form eyeballs and eyelids and fingernails. And it's all there. It's all that DNA from two little, the sperm and the egg come together and then they multiply and multiply. And it just, it is miraculous how it develops and grows. 
And if one thing is off, just one thing, one lonche is off, the whole thing gets scrapped. And that happens a lot. And that's called a miscarriage. So that's another thing no one talks about is like nature's got to get that beginning part so right, so tight. And if it doesn't, nature knows like, oh, this one's not going to survive. And it, it, get, it tells your body to, we're done and next, next round. And it's so, miscarriage is so common, so common. So it happens literally almost every, I, I don't know any woman really who's just gotten pregnant on the first try and that's it and there's no miscarriage, da, 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 da. So very normal and it's an unfortunate thing and it sucks so bad when it happens, but just know that like there's a reason you weren't supposed to have that child and it's very sad, it's very heartbreaking. Uh, but uh, yeah, don't relax, be very proactive. <laughs> just relax and it really kills me too and it kills me when people are like yeah I mean when is a good time to have a baby like that's the laziest thing I've ever heard like that is so stupid there is a good time to have a baby when you have a relationship when you have a career when you have a home when you have a place to like when you pay taxes when you're a citizen of, of planet earth like when you've got your shit together bro ugh this is just so, so lazy. Anyway, enough of fertility. There you go. Let's do some follow-ups. What's going on in the ethers of the world, of my world, my, where my mom's at, my world. Hey, mommy. My name is Corey, and I just wanted to call you about my batch dryer. Oh. Um, mine is an oddly specific one, but you know when you go to the gym and you see those, like, super buffed out bros. There's a specific muscle that they have that like starts around the shoulder and goes up to the neck. I know you're talking about reason, this I one. That. It makes me like think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the whole, like, I just find it really repulsive. And I know it's a choice <laughs> because you go to the gym and you see a bunch of dudes that don't have that. Um, yeah. It just makes them look like they have this like really tiny, tiny head on this massive, huge, body and like immediately if I start thinking about like it'd be cool to like maybe go out with one in my head they just turn green right away I don't want to date <laughs> the Hulk so yeah that's my bad dryer let me know <laughs> I, I, I mean look it just goes to show that everybody's vag and boner gets killed through their own particular thing you know it's just like different strokes for everybody right it can be whatever I mean, I, I've, I, I, my vag can't get drier. I mean, we've talked about this. It's like sandals, like Burks. Oh, yeah. That, what are those called? Traps? Traps, yeah. <laughs> she hates traps. <laughs> Such an oddly specific thing. And also, like, part of the body. <laughs> I I mean, know. Like, if you're super buff, you're going to have, like, buff. Like, it's part of the shoulders. I know. That's kind of weird. Well, that's her thing, you know? I... <laughs> I know. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, everyone's got their their body. I mean, some people hate feet. They're like, oh, I hate looking at feet. I hate looking at... Yeah, whatever, dude. Okay, what else we got? That's okay, sweetie. You don't have to like no traps. Hey, Mommy. This is Caroline from St. Louis Tips, Missouri. <laughs> um, just calling to weigh in on the... Um, figurine gate i'm calling it <laughs> paint, guys that paint figurines make your badge dry um can confirm that i get super wet for a dude that paints figurines 
Uh, you like D and D, Magic the Gathering, you name it. My guy's done it. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. Ugh. Love you so much. Thank you so much for the T-shirt. That T-shirt is amazing. Oh. Of all of the uh, the versions of you. Oh, and thanks. I love you. But love you better you. come up in May. Well, see, there you go. But this is what we've learned. That vag dryers and boner killers are not universal. They're specific to different people. Very interesting stuff. What else we got? Very important, though. Hi, Mommy. Uh, this is Hayden from Louisiana. I recently watched the new episode 169, and the jacket that is being discussed at the end of the episode, we call them drug rugs here in Louisiana, and it just makes him sound more like a dirty hippie. Um, thank <laughs> Glug, you. Rugs. Bye. All right, is that like the um, the Hessian jacket we were talking about with like the wool lining? Yeah, that was the one I think Chad was wearing on one of the uh, episodes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Drug rug. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I I hate those wool linings. They're just so gross. They do look uncomfortable, but they are definitely <laughs> comfortable. But yeah, they do look mad. Like man. That can't be. That's got to be itchy all the time. It is. Because yeah. <laughs> I've had those too. Like the gap will make them. And I've worn them. I don't like that stuff at all. I got to take a pee. I can't think. Anyway, I just took a pish. And yesterday at lunch, we were talking about the very important topic about which animal we are. Um, and there's truly two components to this topic. And I think I encourage you to ask your friends or loved ones this question because like there's the animal you look like and then there's the animal you feel like and those are two different things for instance i feel like i look like an ostrich like i'm very bird-like in demeanor but my sole animal i'm very dog like obsessed and i love dogs and i feel like in my heart i'm very playful and soft and cuddly like a dog and that's the animal I would like to be. Um, and it's interesting when you asked, like yesterday I asked this woman at our neighborhood party, I was like, well, what animal are you? And she's like, well, I like hawks. And I was like, okay, well then maybe you're a hawk. And she's like, well, I actually really like tigers. And I was like, that's interesting because those two animals are predatory. And I was like, ooh, and she seems like a really sweet, demure, like quiet type, you know? Like she actually kind of looks like a like a gopher or like a badger. Like I would put her as like an earth animal, like a, bur a burrowing animal. But she was like, she thought of herself as a hawk. And that's really interesting because how people perceive themselves is different than how we we perceive them. Um, Annie, would you like to discuss your animal and what what do you feel like inside and what did we say you were? Um, I think uh, the intern, she said that I was a, uh, she said I was a, I was a ferret. I had ferret energy, which I do agree with. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty dorky. I'm pretty all over the place, you know, kind of spazzy. Oh yeah. yeah, I can't say that word anymore. Whatever. You can say that. This is a yeah, safe whatever. space. Spazzy. We anyway, say what the fuck we want. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but like, but I'm harmless. You know, I ain't gonna fuck shit. I, I mean, are ferrets harmless or do they kind of fuck shit up? Let's look it up because I've never actually held one i've seen them in movies i think ferrets are harmless. i think i i would put you because ferrets are long and lean right. oh my god totally <laughs> you kind of look like a ferret <laughs> yeah yeah you you're you look like a ferret 
I fuck with ferrets. Yeah. I like looking like a ferret. That's right, dude. You totally look like a ferret. <laughs> yeah. I, you oh know, my I'm god. Just, I'm just fucking around. You know this little thing. <laughs> if you saw this thing in a fucking like in a damn house, you'd be like, he's fucking around with something. Look at him with that little toy. Fucking around. He's fucking around. He's just fucking around. And like, look at him. He's having a good time down there. He's. They smile. They're like, "What's up, guys? Hey." So, oh, you can't put a fucking leash on a ferret. That's silly. That's crazy. That's not for you. That's crazy. They run free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're like friendly and they want to hang out. Oh. Oh. Look at them with a little, little landscape behind them. <laughs> oh, yeah, they travel. Little buddy. <laughs> He's got a rainbow behind him. That's a perfect picture. Yeah. <laughs> I love that picture. That's me right there. That is you right there. <laughs> Yeah, and, that's and, perfect. And and honestly, I kind of like I vibe with that. I, I actually don't think I would disagree. I think I do have kind of ferret energy. I I usually say duck, but I think it's just because I like ducks, which yeah. you don't, which you don't like. But that's okay. Well, <laughs> I like ducks. I just it was curious to me because you were like, I love ducks, <laughs> and I've never heard anybody be like the duck. That's my power animal, <laughs> duck. Because they're they're just not. They're so stupid. Yeah, they're just like, what is a duck? It, they don't do anything really other than eat bread from no, strangers. No, that's not true at all. What did do you, ducks did you know, do? Did you know they sleep with one eye one eye open? That's that's why you like that. That's not that's not why, but it's just one thing I know. I just know a lot of duck facts. There was a time I had a, <laughs> I had a duck facts. <laughs> I had a um That's really funny. I had a pretty toxic ex girlfriend that would always like look at my phone and shit. And one mm. time she snatched my phone from me because I was like kind of doing one of these, you know? Yeah. Where I was like hiding it from her. Just because I get weird about duck facts, you know what I'm saying? I, I like ducks a lot, and every time I say people are like, why? Like, ducks are so fucking dumb. So I, like, keep it to myself. I was just kind of looking, and she snatched my phone from me, and she was oh. like, why are you looking at pictures of ducks? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, But they're man. beautiful. I like, I like the greenish-blue tint. I love the their heads, that green. And you know what I love is when they migrate south for the winter. Mm-hmm. I've always loved it when you see them migrating. You're like, that, how do they know? How do they know? How do they know where to go? I love they're so simple. Oh, they're, they're so, so good. Simple. And I like how when you look at videos of them under the water, like their little legs are pedaling and it looks so calm on the top, but on the bottom is all the work is happening. It's it's really beautiful. Yeah, I love I love when they flip upside down and their oh, feet are a little butterfly kicking in the air. Cool as shit. So ridiculous. And do they dive down, right? Mm-hmm. To get food and mm-hmm. Fucking amazing! And that, and and you said the you like the green the green head. Those yes. are the males, the ones that are prettier. Yes, those are the males because they they want to attract predators away from the females. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about peacocks because the intern said that I'm a peacock mm-hmm. as a bird, and I I would agree with that because I'm very colorful. I love plumage, and I love the peacock. But those that's the male bird. Am I a trans bird? I might be. I might identify as a male peacock. What's my pronoun then? Uh oh. You're a trans cock. I'm a tra- <laughs> trans cock. I'm a, I've, I, I identify as a male peacock. I do. But I don't feel like that animal. Wait, what, do you guys really think ostrich? No. I, I think peacock's closer. Yeah. And, but yeah, I'm pe- a bird peacock. of some kind. Definitely, yeah, bird. But peacock, yeah, because huh. peacocks are showing off. Like I love they it. They know what's up. Look at you know, that. Look at this. The way you dress, the yeah. colors. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Yeah, look I at your fucking it. Netflix special. This is straight up peacocks. I like, come on. I love peacocks. They're magical. They're just so beautiful. And these colors, 
I try to put these colors a lot in my home because I find them so soothing, the blues and the greens and those little eyes. Look at that. This animal, there's there's a farm here in Austin, not a farm, sorry, just like a, a piece of land you can go and all the peacocks are there. And we just go look at them and they're just so beautiful. Oh, look at that red one. That's crazy. Whoa, I didn't know they could look like that. They're majestic animals. That's dope. Yeah. God, they're special. Animals are the best. Okay, so Zolo, we came to the conclusion that you were kind of a golden retriever. Yeah, you know, I never thought of myself that way, but it kind of feels right. Like, I feel like dogs in general, they're kind of like wild and crazy, but they're also like very loyal and like sweet. And I'm like, eh, that kind of feels like me. Yeah. Yeah. I see that in you. Yeah. Yeah, like you're easygoing, you're easy to be with. A retriever is just easy to be with. Yeah, you like I, I trust you. Mm-hmm. And I've got trusty vibes around you. I feel comfortable with you. Yeah, and I sense that you enjoy creature comforts. Like just like pet my belly and yeah. give me a taco and like, yeah. Torchies, let's go. Torchies <laughs> buffet. That's what we do here. We get a buffet of torchies, like a box of tacos <laughs> and like twelve things of queso. Shout out to Torchy. Ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, I see you. Yeah, I see you. Yeah, so pretty. Oh, there you are, Josh Zolo. Oh, my God, totally. The Rogans have a beautiful dog, Marshall. And Marshall's just the sweetest. Yeah, he has his own account on um, Instagram, Marshall. Look at Joe loves this dog. He's really beautiful. He's so goddamn sweet. I'm sure Joe won't mind me telling the story, but uh, it was during the fires and we were all, gosh, we all had escaped our homes in Los Angeles and we were at the same hotel as the, as the Rogans and we were having dinner one night. And I'm saying like LA was on fire, on fire and and Joe goes, I'm so upset I couldn't bring Marshall to the hotel where they don't allow dogs where we were staying. So I have to go check on him. He's at the studio. And I go, Joe, you can't go. There's fire. And he's like, he's my responsibility, Christina. I have to go. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet. Like you, he's so, such a good human, you know, a good, a good dog owner. Yeah. Like Joe takes such good care of Marshall. They all do. Lovely. And he went back just to check on Marshall. He's like, it's my responsibility. I'll never forget that. I'm like, you're right. He's fucking right. Yeah, there he is. Oh, Josh, you could be Joe Rogan's dog. (laughs) Didn't you love that? That's me. There you are. There you are. That's your essence right there. God, golden retrievers are just the best. Okay, now on to Chris Larson. It it took a minute for us to get Larson's animal. What initially was the vibe on Chris? Um, Someone said Bobcat. Was that you? That that was me. I I said Bobcat. Yeah, we we, we came up with Bobcat. But before Bobcat, there was another, no, you said Wildcat. Oh yeah. no! You, you might be thinking of when we were talking about what um, emoji we that's, all were. That's that's but that's that's, that's a whole that's a different whole, yeah, conversation. Save that for the next yeah, episode. Yeah, that's Jesus, whole... come on. Sorry. So yeah, no, no. Zolo said Bobcat, and I think that was so spot on for Chris because Bobcat. Look at him, even aesthetically. Wow, that's him. He's kind of feisty. 
He'll hiss oh. at you. <laughs> Skittish. <laughs> Skittish. <laughs> yeah, like he's in the edit bay and he's always like. <laughs> but also like what are you at? majestic in his yeah. own way. Yes. Yeah. Like you wouldn't fuck with that animal. No. No, you don't fuck with them. But they're like, they're nice and pretty to look at and like, Yeah. But he'll fuck you up. That bobcat will fuck you up. Ain't nothing to fuck with, so. (laughs) But then we were also discussing how um, vacation Larson is like a totally different animal. You know? Oh, yeah. Vacation Larson is a completely different beast. Yeah. Like, that's not a bobcat. So, he's a kitten. He's the kitten. That's who he is on vacation. The the kitten. (laughs) He has fun. Sorry, what were you going to say, Chris? It's like, what animal likes to get lit? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, what animal likes to get lit? <clears throat> Kangaroos? No. I feel like an Australian animal would get lit. We, we right. did end up saying he, ha- he does also have alpaca energy. He, oh, be- big time. Yeah. Alpacas are, they look like they're, <laughs> there's Chris vacation, Chris. <laughs> what animal is that? Oh, like a koala bear? Kind of chilling, just having fun. Hey, man. What's up, bro? I can see that. A koala. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's when he's having, like, he's snuggly and fun. There he is. Because koalas, they can be kind of fierce too, right? Oh, I bet. Isn't that right? They'll, they, I'm I sure. Remember. But do koalas wild out? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> Tommy with him rabbit. doesn't feel koala energy to me. <laughs> no, you're bigger than that. Oh, oh, there <laughs> oh, he goes, shit, dude. Oh, bobcat. All right, fuck it. I changed my mind. <laughs> he's a bobcat. He's a bobcat. Yeah, he's yeah. a bobcat. Yeah, he's just coming out of his cave to have fun. Then he's going to fucking fuck you up. He's going to take some prey back to his cave. Oh, my God. There's Nadav bald. You guys are so cute. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Tom is obviously a bear. I don't think that's ever going to change. I think that is his spirit animal to a T. Yeah, we we tried to find something else just because we didn't want it to be so on the nose and like we've already said it, but he yeah, is just a bear. But he is. He's like, just a bear. This is who he is, and I've even watched him. Like He literally scratches his back against things the way bears do, and I'm like, oh, my God, your animal is just... I, he does. He scratches his back against things like that. I've seen him do that in the house. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that's Tom right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn, that's funny. That's Tommy. Uh, he, he even reminds me of a bear when he does that thing when he sits and he's happy and he does the, the hands cross yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like looks a like a bear. Yeah. yeah, he does. It's like, hmm. <laughs> Content. Yeah. He's so funny, dude. There but, he is. But would you say... That even though I know it's two bears are shaped like bears, yeah. I, I I know it's two bears, but would you really say Bert is a bear? I think you guys said that he was a capybara, mm-hmm. and I think that's more accurate mm-hmm. for the shape of his face. Like if you look at a cat, yeah, like that's Bert actually, and the shape of his body, capybara. I love these animals. They have such thick necks too, like Bert. Like what a weird shape to an animal. I don't. Wh- but they're oddly like the happiest, nicest, yeah, like just carefree animal. I think in the world, like they're so they chill, just chill. Look at him; yeah. he's totally a capybara. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to change the podcast to a bear and a capybara. Oh my god, they're so cute! Can I get a pet capybara? I think you can, because they're super docile. Like 
I, I think they're super easy to take care of, too. I could be talking shit right now. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That thing's adorable. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Fuck yeah, Bert. Look at him. <laughs> we, need a, we need a YMH pit. No. Yeah. Or, it would live here and sleep here? Who would take care yeah, of it at night? You know, we take turns. What? what should we get like a reptile like you know like when you're in first grade or second grade and you get like a pet for the class is that what you're thinking exactly of? yeah <laughs> we have to get something that we can like keep in a cage though because we go on vacations for like a week wait a minute but hold on those class pets yeah what happens to the class pet <laughs> after the class is over that's what i'm saying like i think someone has to volunteer to take it home where do they go during the summer yeah no i'm saying like when the class is done like <laughs> what if i just to... leave them there oh my god Get i have a the new one next semester i have the best story so we um we had a pet rabbit in our fourth grade class it was a girl rabbit and you know you take it out you fuck with it every day and then someone brought their male rabbit in and that was the funnest day where we were like, oh, my God, look at him fuck. Look at him fucking. And then we just kept putting him together and making him fuck. And make, And then the teacher finally caught on to what we were doing. She's like, um, that's a very bad idea. And I was like, what? It was so much fun. I don't even know if she got pregnant that day, but damn, I hope she did. Fucking slut. She loved it. That was so much fun making him bang. What did you guys have for a class pet? Uh, I was, I don't, isn't that like a, I think that's white people shit. I, we didn't have uh, class pets. Yeah. That wasn't a thing. I did hear about them, but you, <laughs> yeah, we had a hamster and oh, so smelly. But, don't yeah. they stink hamsters? I remember we had one too, not in my home, but in class and like the, it just that hay or whatever that it comes in just smells like piss all the time and shit. Yeah. Like. Doesn't doesn't every animal kind of low key like except a dog and a cat? Don't they all kind of low key smell like shit? Cause they're all in a cage and so they're eating shit and fucking farting, fucking all in the same damn like you barely clean that shit. I know they all end up smelling like shit. I know my cousin had a rat for a while, a pet rat, and that was another one. She's like, no, he's so clean, and she would like put the rat to her mouth and kiss it, and I was like, dude, nobody wants your fucking rat. Yeah, a cage smells because they piss and shit all over it. Unless you're cleaning it every day. Anyway, yeah, I have a, a neighbor who, it's so cute, she has a cockatiel that's 26 years old. And they're only supposed to live to be like 15. And she loves this bird. You have to look up a cockatiel. I had one of these birds and my dad hated it so much we named it Shithead because it would just chirp all fucking day because nobody paid attention to shithead we hated it because it's, it's a shitty it, look birds can be tough pets if you're not into them which we weren't like if we let shithead out of his cage he would just fly up to the curtains land there and then shit all over the curtains and then if you applied, tried playing with him he'd climb on you and shit all over you so I was like dude this, this bird sucks so my neighbor, though, has one just like this, and she's so good to it. Like, she, she doesn't believe that, cur that birds should be kept in cages, so her cute little bird, like, has an open-door policy, and he climbs down his ladder, and he gets to just, like, he doesn't shit everywhere, I guess. He knows to shit in his cage, but he comes down, and they have tea together every day. He climbs down, and he climbs up her leg, and they have tea together. It's so sweet. And then in the mornings... 
she comes, she goes, gets Lou, it's his name, out of the cage. And Lou insists that he has to kiss her for five minutes, like five minutes of affection. And he, he, I've seen it. She goes to the cage, she picks him up, and Lou kisses with the beak to her mouth. It is the cutest thing you've ever seen. I've never seen somebody so connected to their bird. It was, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, and she's like, every day at 4 p.m. we have our tea together and Lou climbs up my leg and we have tea and in the morning we kiss. And I'm like, oh my God. That's the kind of lady I'm going to be when my children leave. I'm going to have some like really deep connection with an animal and then I'm going to be crushed when it dies because that's just what happens. It's the worst part of animal love. They die. Oh, I hate it. You never get over it. I still cry about FIFO, my sweet love. The only man I really, I mean, I loved that dog and Tom wanted to clone him and we looked into it. <laughs> but then you can't, can't clone all the quirks and all the stuff that makes them special. That comes from trauma and damage, you know. I can't believe you just said Tom looked into he it. He did. <laughs> he did. And we didn't even have the money at the time. We just loved this dog. And he's like, I'm going to be devastated when FIFO dies. I'm like, me too. He's like, well, let's look into cloning him. And there's a company that does. Go ahead. Look it up. What? Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah, it's like $20,000 and they'll clone your pet. But it won't come out to be exactly the same because. Uh, right. Of course. The the. The quirk, yeah, dog cloning via gen pets. Whoa. A cloned dog is simply a genetic twin of your dog born at a later date. The clone twin will share many of the key attributes of your current dog. Oh my God. Whoa. Wait, if they could do that with dogs, how can they I know. not do that with people? Maybe they already have. Oh shit. Hey, you're my right. Clone? Dude, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, if they have the, the, if like a private company can just do this. Yeah. Whoa, you're right, Any. I didn't even thought about that. Bro, ask me what kept me up nights before. Now this. <laughs> I know. This is going to keep me up. What? Oh, shit, it's Jennifer Aniston. That's <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Um, Wait, it is? Mm -hmm. I thought it was Jennifer Aniston. Oh, shit. I'm I racist. know, it's the same hair. She has Jen Aniston's haircut. Wait, let's look in let's look at the website more. I'm curious to see how they do it. And I last time we checked it was like 20 grand. Okay, click on it. Let's read about it. Um, can you make it bigger? Yeah. Our scientists have been Oh my god. Our scientists have been developing animal cloning and reproductive technology for over 15 years. What? Cloning yeah. is available to all dog owners. Here we, here's how we do it. We know that many dog owners have questions about cloning dogs. It's simply a genetic twin of your dog born at a later date. Oh, the genetic identity of cloned dogs is identical to the original dogs. Dog cloning does not involve any changes to the genes of your dog. Can you scroll up a little bit? Closed, cloned dogs live full, healthy, and happy lives. Crazy. No more susceptible, oh, hold on, happy lives and are no more susceptible to health problems than any other dogs. The first step is having the option to clone your dogs, preserve your dog's genes through genetic preservation. Your veterinarian will collect a small tissue sample from your dog. The process is a minor procedure. That sample will be mailed to Viagen Pets, where we will culture new cells that share the same genetic makeup. We will freeze these cells until you're ready to clone your dog what <laughs> the fuck this is definitely being done with people 
Of course it is. Definitely. I mean, a dog's DNA is pretty complicated. This is wild. Remember when they cloned Dolly the sheep, like in the nineties, and it, the ship the, the sheep were like wonky and they wouldn't survive. Yeah, right. That that's what I think immediately is like they said they've been doing this for fifteen years. I'm like, I want to see year one dog clones. You know, oh, they how probably not. Good. How unethical is this? <laughs> yeah, I know. Viagen's got a stable of wonky dogs. <laughs> you want to adopt a dog with five heads? Come to Viagen. God damn, dude. This is terrifying. You're right. Dude, how many people walking around are clones? Holy shit. You're blowing my mind, Christina. I know. I don't like you could this. be a clone. Oh, shit. Don't do oh, this to me, Christina. Oh, my God. I've always felt a little weird, Christina. Look, look, look. Well, you know, you walk around and like people send me pictures of people they think look like me all the time. I've walked. If you've, you've never walked around the streets and been like, oh, my God, you're my doppelganger. Like I've met my doppelganger. When I was 12 years old at Club Med, I met my doppelganger. I was like, dude, you look just like me, but she was French. Is there anybody I'd want to clone? Who do we like enough to have more of? Definitely our singers. Like, I mean, Prince, we should have cloned Prince. Oh, man. I know. What a bummer. That's true. He'd be great. And like a Madonna, but, you know, just that we could lose this current one and then just start over. But that doesn't mean they'd be good singers, the clone. Like, you could get a clone of Prince that sucks. He'd just look like him, I think. We don't know, though. I mean... Yeah, they, they said they have similar traits. Yeah. But would still have to go through all of, like, everything that happened to... I know. ...to become that person. I guess that's the question. Like, if you train them to sing <sighs> yeah. and all the things that Prince did, would they be, like, Prince? Or at least pretty close? But the soul, like, the, the abuse, the trauma that you need to go through to become a good artist. <laughs> yeah, let's do that, too. Just rough them up. beat the know. shit out of him <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, it's not unethical if they're a clone. (laughs) Why do we scream at each other? Yeah, you think when doves cry, that wasn't written by a friendly clone? Touch if you will, my stomach. (laughs) All that stuff was from dad hitting mom. Purple Rain? Nah, you can't clone that. I know, that's the problem. Isn't that crazy, though? That'd be how we justified it. We'd be like, yeah, but we know what this creates, though. So we could do it. Like, you just hit him. Like, we know what, it, what he's going to turn into with those genetics. So it's yeah. fine. It's like, well, yeah. I heard, st- yeah, I mean, look, genetics are a huge part of how you turn out. It, um, a huge part of it, right? Nature nurture. So you've got a pretty good swing at making a, another prince. Like, but here's the deal. We always, I always wonder this, too, is like, what if you took a super creative person and gave them a bitch in childhood? You know, like who knows what Prince could have created had he had a loving parent, like loving parents who who were like, oh my gosh, Prince, you're so talented. Why don't we put you in like a music class and you can like learn and he may have become even better instead of, you know, avoiding beatings from his dad or something. Like, I don't know. Perhaps. Who but, knows? I mean, I, I personally knew a lot of kids growing up that did have money and I thought were talented and what you lose not every time but what you definitely could lose is the ambition oh for sure yeah you know? there's no reason to make money why yeah. you've got it yeah so you it's know like he, he pro- I, don't, I don't want to say probably but there's a chance he wouldn't have done shit <laughs> if he had a bang in childhood and all that talent he might have so true wasted away yeah you know yeah necessity is the mother of invention I mean 
the only reason I got into showbiz because I, my back was, a, I mean, not the only reason, but the only reason I wanted to succeed because I had no other options. I ruined my life, you know. Necessity. My, my options. What, 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 what did you just say? Necessity? Necessity is the mother of invention. Did you just say that? Or is that a quote? Oh, that's an old timey. Oh, okay. Is that like, like Thomas deep. Edison or something? Will you Google that? It could be like Benjamin Franklin and, and like, you know, when he would write down those pithy little sayings. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Oh, Plato. Damn. Real oh. old. Real old. Old school. <laughs> OSS. <laughs> Double OS, homie. That's Plato OS. That's the first motherfucker to say shit was Plato. <laughs> the original. Yeah. Necessity. Hustle. That's it, homies. All right, listen. Speaking of, I got to go get my hustle. I gotta go live my life. Thank you for joining. Thank you for downloading. Um, send me an email, where my mom's at at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184. I love you. Uh, have a blessed, I hope you have a blessed day. <laughs> All right, until next time. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at. Christina Peay.